us bow our heads and pray. Indeed, his messes are new every morning, but his personalities will never change. His nature is never to change. Father, we come before you on this Sunday again to reconfirm and reassure our love and admiration for you, O oh Lord. Jehovah, you alone is able. You are powerful and mighty God, strong and mighty. We come before you and acknowledge you as Jesus and Savior for our lives. We ask you, O oh God, to take presence in this place, O oh Lord, that we may be transformed even by ushering the light of your word. Father God, we welcome in the Holy Spirit that everyone that walked in will never walk out the same, that you may take this word and distribute it according to the level of understanding of each one of us in this place, King of glory. The Bible says your word is a lamp and light, O oh God, for our guidance and directions. Father, we submit ourselves to you. I commit myself to you as a vessel only to be used as a messenger, O oh God, only to reach your people. In mighty Jesus' name we pray. Amen. We may be seated. We may be seated. Amen. How many agree that women are indeed a strong army for, for the Lord? So it is in the Bible that both the Holy Spirit and a woman are called the helpers. Amen? Amen. So one thing we are sure of today is that the Holy Spirit is indeed going to be present in our midst. Amen. It remains a great honor and privilege to be afforded this platform uh, to serve, and I want not to take it lightly, but also to thank the vision bearer of this house, Prophet Estreza. Amen. All the leaders, uh, all the members of the house, and even the online viewers, thank you. Amen. Amen. So this week has been a praise and worship. Amen. Amen. And the Bible says that we should uh, come to the gate with thanksgiving and to the courts with praises. Amen? Amen. So that means praises and thanksgiving, the lack of doesn't only close doors, it closes gates. Amen. And you know there's a difference when somebody closes a door and a gate, that's, that's, those are two different dynamics. Amen. So it is powerful to remain and constantly stay in a the, in the place of praise. But it's even more powerful to understand or to have a revelation of our praise and, and thanksgiving. Amen? Amen? So thanksgiving is when you praise with a tangible result, with, 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 a, with a breakthrough. Amen? Amen? While praise, you go forward in thanking God for that which you are trusting him to do. Amen? Amen? So for us to have a revelation of the praise that we are about to do today, there are two things that we need to understand. So for, for even, even in our relationships, you know you thank somebody in advance when you understand and know them. Amen? Amen? So we have to know God's nature and his will for our lives for us to have a revelation and the power in, into our praises. Amen? Amen? 
and that leads um, to the topic or to the to the sermon and the teaching that we are about to share today. Amen. Amen. So I'm going to ask us to open up uh, Daniel 11:32. Uh, KGV gives a better. Amen. Can we repeat that? And the people that do know their God shall be strong and do exploits. Amen. So it speaks on, on knowing God. It's good and such an advantage to know God as a community, as a corporate, as a church. But this scripture specifically speaks on knowing God as an individual. Amen. Amen. That you come to the realization, to the revelation, to the understanding of God, you as a person. Amen. Amen. There are cases where, as children, you know, you would know God from the view of, from the lenses of your parents. You know, you see what, what your parents, what your mother, what your guardian speaks of God. Or sometimes even friends, or even the men and women of God, that your understanding and knowledge of God, it's more in tune with the vision or the person that you're seeing the most. But the scripture here speaks on the people that do know their God. You know, it's as an individual, it calls us to know our God. So what does it really mean to say knowing God? That's when I touched on knowing God, it speaks on knowing the nature of God, but also um, his will. So the nature of God is everything, uh, all the promises, all the character of God that has been captured through scriptures. So we understand that the Bible was written or led by the Holy Spirit. Amen. So the nature of God, um, it says, we know that God is slow to anger. Amen. How many know that? He's full of compassion. Amen. He's a merciful God. We always sing about his goodness that he's a good God. Um, you, you go to numbers we just sang here that he never changes. So he is a God of integrity. Amen. We know through scriptures that he's an able God. You know, Ephesians uh, 3, uh, is it 3.22 that speaks of he's able to do exceedingly abundantly above all that we think of. So we know he's an able God. Amen. So when you come to praises with that understanding or the knowledge of the nature of God, so you are thanking him in advance, you are lifting his name because you know his nature, that he is a God of integrity, he's the God of ability, he's a merciful God, he's a powerful God, he's a good God. That's already a revelation enough to lead you into a powerful praise. Amen. Now, today we're looking into knowing God through understanding his will. Amen. So, for those writing, the heading would be understanding the will of God. Um, understanding could be discerning. Amen. Amen. For those that are writing. Amen. So for, the, for that, we are going to start off with Ephesians 5.17. Uh, Just to understand, when we speak of understanding the will of God, how does God regard those who understand his will or the lack of thereof how does God even regard those who do not understand his will or who do not walk according to his will so let's read Ephesians 5 17 I'm gonna ask all of us to read that scripture 5 17 are you there yes we can read
Amen. Can we repeat that again louder? Okay, so from that scripture, it means it is possible, yeah, it is very possible to look very wise, um, to look very respectable, to look very powerful from the outside world. But if we have not understood the will of God, that means the, we are regarded as unwise, amen? We are regarded as foolish in the sight of God if we do not have a revelation or understanding his will in our lives. Amen. 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 So then, what good is it to continue with everything that we do without aligning uh, with the will of God for our lives? It's Proverbs uh, fourteen twelve that uh, speaks onto the ways of a man that may seem right but lead to destruction. So it is dangerous to be outside of God's will. It is risky um, to rely on our education, analysis, all these things that gives us comfort that we, we have solid grounds to make our judgment or decisions, but still it's outside of God's will. Amen. Because the flesh indeed deceives, it is possible to pursue that which is right in front of our eyes and even the crowd, but it is indeed outside of God's will. When we speak of, um, of distractions, we're talking of the uh, distraction or even death uh, it's the spiritual physical and financial amen. amen so when when you when you know um his plans it's to increase you to establish and to lead you i think you'll have more trust onto aligning to his will because then you'd ask yourself, why should you give up? Why should you surrender your will? Or the things that you rather desire in aligning to God's will, we go back to knowing that his nature, that he, he's not there to destroy you, it's to increase you, to give you life and indeed life in abundance. Amen. So truthfully, um, most of the time, the will of God may look like a distraction in our lives. Actually, in most cases, it looks as if it's a distraction of peace because the minute that you think you got it figured out what you need to do, it's the will of God that looks as if it's almost taking you outside of the path that you think is right for you, but it's only towards the end that you end up to realize that it is in his will that his purpose is fulfilled and you understand there is so much victory when you align to his will. Amen. Amen. When we speak of distractions, I, I wrote down, I was just wondering, imagine a Virgin Mary, who was then a fiancé, you know, about to get married, and an angel visits her and is giving her a path or blueprint of what her life is then going to be, because then she becomes the mother of Jesus Christ. Now, what a disruption that would be. Just, we, just let us imagine in our daily lives, imagine you're about to get married, you know, today is a service of a woman. Women are leading in, in this service. So imagine you're about to get married. You've got your lovely fiancé, family, and everything is lined up. And then this night, an angel comes and tells you that, you know, you're going to be pregnant. Whoa. Whoa. It's like you slept as someone's fiancé. You wake up pregnant. No one understands. You know, it's only you and the Holy Spirit... God that understand what just happened, 
you willed yourself to fulfill God's purpose, but everyone else outside, it doesn't make sense, you know? You're a virgin and then you are pregnant. You are yet to be married. You know, it, it, it looked like a disruption. Amen. Amen. So just imagine that. Uh, I wrote personally, I've also been in quite a few of those uh, crossroads. Unfortunately, um, I don't know if I should say this, but it's okay. We are a family, right? Yeah. So unfortunately, I, I tend to analyze things a lot, a lot. I mean, one plus one has to make sense. You know, you tell me two, it really has to make sense. But then you, you look at God, it's like one plus one plus God, it's anything he decides to put there. You know, he throws you out of an equation only to bring you back to give you the correct answer. Amen. So that goes to say that, you know, it, there's, there, there's a way that seems right to a man that leads to a distraction. Each time we rely on our understanding based on all these things that we think we got right, it's just a sign that you are far from it. Amen. We need to go back to a place and ask God, what is your will for anything, for anything? It doesn't matter how small it looks. Because in our daily lives, all these events lead us to the purpose that he has created us to be. Amen. So our asking for his will has to be a daily pursuit. Amen? Amen. Amen. So why is it important to understand or discern the, discern the will of God? So I wrote here in reference to the scripture that we just opened up with, the Daniel 11:32, that it's in God's will that we derive strength. Amen? Um, it's indeed very tiresome to continue chasing, to continue um, putting your energy in anything without seeing results. But it is only in the will of God that you receive strength. Amen? So the, the energy to continue pushing forward, it's in God's will. So in God's will, we derive strength. We derive power. That's the exploits that we saw that the people who do know they are God, that in knowing God's will, uh, we derive the strength, the power, the authority. Uh, we are given dominion uh, in, this, in this kingdom. Amen. Of course, it's under the authority of God, but you and me are given dominion over land, water, air. We speak and create. Of course, we are governed by the authority of God. So there is power that... It's tangible and visible when our lives aligns to the will of God. Amen. Amen. So it means um, the preachers that are called and aligned by will of God will do great exploits. You know that what it will take you fasting for 40 days, that will be a minute of revelation for that who is called. A prophet who is called, a preacher who is called, a pastor who is called. Equally, you know, even for students, you know, for those that... Um, are, are, are doing what is aligned to the will of God. Because if God has created you to be a captain of a certain industry, there's, there's a level of power and, and strength and ease that will come with whatever that you're, you're studying or you're doing. But if you have copied or if you have done according to your own desires without going back to God and understanding his will, you will, you will lack the power and authority and all these things that we are talking about. Number three, I wrote there's a protection uh, or immunity. 
So we read in Genesis, I think Genesis 1 all the way to, to 3, that Satan kept coming uh, through the serpent to Adam, right? But since Adam was at the epicenter of God's will in the Garden of Eve, it was almost impossible to touch him. Amen. So the biggest assignment for the enemy was to put a strategy that was going to pull Adam outside of God's will because then he would have legitimate access to him. Amen. So there is, there is such an immunity when you are in God's will. You know, another person can be crying in the same land that you are, but if you are assigned and ordained and uh, willed to that place, what you will produce will be totally different from another person. So when, when we're being called to do all these things, you know, rather than looking at what the majority is doing, the question is, is this according to, to God's will? Because it doesn't matter how many people failed in that place. If it is the will of God, you will be the first one to break the, the history. Amen. Amen. So our urge or our, our cry is not to please the crowds by looking like we are aligning to the expectations of our society, to the expectations of our families. It is great um, to, to please people, to make them happy, but it's even greater in aligning with the, with the will of God. Because then you know you walk in a place that everyone was caught on fire, but you're going to walk through it because there's such a cover. You know, there's, your, there's a wall of fire around you, which is the immunity or the protection. So the, the last one on why it is important, I wrote is a supply that he provides. Amen. Amen. He's a source when it's in his will. Amen. He provides, whether it's in a, in a ministry, um, if you are being called, there will always be people that will be there to support that mission. If, even if you're a student, I mean, you will find that God would go out of his ways to ensure that there is a provision for you, there is a supply for you, there will be a friend, there will be an uncle, there, there are ways or doors that will open that will be a shocker to you, but that is God moving to make sure that um, you are aligning to his will. Amen. Amen. So that is, those are why it is important. Uh, to understand the will of God. We say there's strength, there's power and authority. We spoke of protection and supply. So, how then do, the, do we understand or do we discern the will of God? Because we know why we should, but how am I going to know that this is the will of God. How, what, what, what keys, what, what steps do I take to make sure that I'm aligned to the, to the will of God? So I wrote number one is uh, surrender. Amen? Amen. Amen? Amen. So let's read, uh, our lead scripture is Luke 22, 42. Let's read together. Let's start. So let's read again with a bit of energy. 
that you are. Amen. So, what is to surrender? Uh, to surrender is like to be willing to enthrone or to place God's will over yours. Amen. Amen. It means for God to reveal his will to you, it has to start with you. Amen. Amen. To a place of surrender, to enthrone God's will above your own, it's, a, it's, it's like a proof that you are ready to answer to his assignment. So God reveals his will to the heart that is willing to walk in it. Amen. Amen. So we often go in prayers, we take prayers backwards. We decide first, and then we somehow tell God to align with whatever that we have decided. You know, you, you pick your partner, and then you tell God, it is this one that I want, somehow fit in in this equation. You know, it's these subjects that I want to take, somehow, you know, make it able. But we're learning today that it, it has to start with God to a place of surrender. That when we go to God in willing to hear and understand his will for our lives, we have to surrender. That we have to be willing to place his will above ours. Actually, if you look at the order of the things that we want, it's always a, it's always a reshuffle. That you think you want one thing, and then something else happens. You know, for the few of you uh, that would know, I remember at one point in my life, um, there was actually a service here, and then we had been called, a few of us in front. I don't know if you remember, Stella. And we were asked, um, was it to list two or three priorities? Apologies if I don't get it right, but... I would rephrase it. So for me, I remember I had said um, I wanted a career growth and then uh, marriage. By that time, I wasn't married. Um, I can't remember the third. I can't remember. But knowing myself, it has to do with money. Um, <laughs> so yeah. Then um, then Prophet was praying for all of us and then she came to me and she swapped that. I... I was almost offended, and she, no, I actually wanted a husband first. I, I said marriage, and then the career growth. And I know exactly why I said that, because I was happy with where I was, you know. I was working for a multinational. I had a, what I perceived to be a great family out of those that I was working with, being the colleagues. So what then? Why, why would I want career move? I mean, I was fine. I felt I was fine. You know, the ways of man yeah. that seemed right, yeah. for me, that felt right. Uh, if you had asked me another five, ten years, we are good. Amen. Yeah. So when she was praying, she swapped that. I didn't understand then. But I want to understand now, or the revelation I get now is that she would hear the voice of the Holy Spirit. And that order was changed. And she said career first. I was like, okay. A couple of months went by. Um, as it is with God's will, when I felt fine, let it be. And for me, actually, the point of surrender, which is quite interesting, for me, it always comes after failing so many times. Yeah. I would pray that it's not like that to you, but for me, that's how the natural state is. Like, I would always try all these other things, and quarter to failure, I'm like, God, no, no, let's, let's, please. Yeah. 
let's not go there. I'm ready. Do whatever you want. I'm ready to hear the instructions and whatnot. Amen. So I got the instructions. Fast forward, I landed to the job that I didn't know I needed. I did not know. So I walk in there. Spoiler alert. That's where I met my husband. Within three months or four, got engaged within that same year. Literally, by the time we are standing to get married, I had not known this guy for like a year. I'm still learning. What food do you like? Do you love going out, swimming? No, you know. So it's like the, way, the ways of a man, you know, what, was see, what seemed to be right for me, it wasn't even in the order that God had willed for my life. Amen. But again, we speak the, the uh, place of surrender. I mean, I have a handful of, of, um, of testimonies or rather of learnings uh, from this. Amen. Amen. So what does it mean? Ours is to go to him and accept the blueprint, the roadmap that he has designed for our life. Amen. Amen. It is okay to have desire because I believe also it's God that has placed those desires. But it is even better to hand them over to him. Amen. Amen. So when we go to him ready to surrender, he reveals his will. We acknowledge our knowledge is indeed limiting. Amen. Jeremiah 29, 11 is the base why God will not destroy us by allowing us or following his will. Amen. It is in the foolishness of depending um, on God's will that we experience a breakthrough. Amen. Amen. Abraham was just told to follow. I mean, there wasn't much that he was given then. You know, if and for some of us that wants good, you know, he would reveal something. You're like, eh, tell me more. And he speaks in part. It's it's the scripture that says even prophets uh, speaks in uh, prophesies in parts. You know, somewhere like that. But even Abraham, the instructions that was given, they were in parts. So it's the first step. It's the act of faith that reassures God that you, your heart is indeed in a state of surrender. That He reveals His will to you. It's the, I wrote here, it's the end of our obedience, or rather the end of Abraham's obedience that he was the father of nations. So equally for us, it's in the, in the, the end of our obedience that would reveal the great glory that God has placed for us. It's the great breakthrough that God has placed for us. You know, it's good sometimes when you surrender and, and you say, you know, what if you fail? I'm like, if you fail, you fail in God's hand, which is a great gain. I mean, it looks like a failure to you, but how many knows God never fails? Yes. Amen. Yes. How many knows God never fails? Yes. So if you perish, you perish. You know, just like Esther, that you would rather fail in God's hands, which you, looks like a failure, but indeed, it's only later that you realize it's a great gain to align and surrender to the will of God. On the other side of surrender, there's power. You know, we spoke on the why. There's authority, there's glory, there's supply, there's relevance. So it is important for our hearts to be in the place of surrender as we align and understand the will of God. It's that state of our heart that God reveals um, the purpose or the blueprints of our lives. Amen. Amen. So that is number one, surrender. Number two is the word of God. The word of God is a powerful tool to discern the will of God. Amen. Amen. So let's read Psalms 119, 119, 
Let's read together. Let's repeat that again. Amen. So there's a difference between a lamp and a light. Amen. A lamp speaks of guidance and a light is direction. You know, when a person is giving you um, guidance, when a person is giving you direction, you know, if you're probably going somewhere and somebody is just telling you how to get there, you know, they just give you direction. Like you go left and then turn right and then the building would be a yellow one. Amen. But when it's guidance, it's like you go left, and then once you turn left, there's a slight step there. So that means you're not even going to stumble. There's, there's like the clear details and directions that can only be revealed um, through the word of God. That's why it says it's a lamp, it's a guidance and, and direction. Amen. Let's read Hebrews 4.12. Let's read together. KGV. Amen. Let's repeat that part. And is a discerner. Let's repeat it again. So, it's a discerner of the thoughts and intent of the heart. So, even the intent of God, amen, thoughts of God, how do you discern them? You go back to the word of God. Our destiny is hidden in here. You know, there are times you hear scripture and you're like, oh, the Bible says that. You know, there's so much, there's so many promises, there's so many guidance, there's so, much, so many guidelines that are hidden in the word of God. So we need to more often, more frequently open the book of word, the book of, the, of this, the Bible to understand the, to understand the will of God for our lives. Knowing ways of God help us to know what God cannot say. Amen. So it's, it's easy if somebody tells you um, you are small, you'll not amount to anything. You just can't counter with attitude, you know? You just can't counter with empty words or phrases. It has to be what the Bible says. You know, if the Bible says I'm a head and not a tail above and never beneath, that's a will of God for our lives. Amen. So when you understand that, you're already resisting that negative sayings uh, over your life or rather what was going to create to be your life with the word of God because you know the intent of God is to make you a head and, and not a tail above and never beneath. Amen. 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 So if you hear the devil saying that you'll not rise, you'll not amount to anything, you go back to the word of God to understand what is the will of God for our lives. So let us go in equipping ourselves in, in the world-based uh, promises to understand uh, the will of God. There are so many things that Satan will say that may sound right, 
Because you can fail so many times. But even the Bible says, says that you can fall how many times? And you stand on? Amen. So, you know the story of 7-Up? That, you know, the owner had failed about seven times only to create a brand that is living through ages now. You know, that's why it's 7-Up. Yeah? So, it's, it's, it's these things. It's, it's the scripture-based. You know, you understand what the Bible says. Oh, you know... Um, if your family is apparently die at a very young age you go back to the scripture it is Exodus that says it's going to give us the fullness of our days, amen so you know for sure it's not the will of God for you to live or for you to die prematurely it's the will of God for you to live and not only to live, it's to live in abundance you know like there's an abundance of blessings that God has aligned for you it's the will of God that speaks that our children will be taught by the Lord, amen it's the will of God that says it's the shield and the cover for us. Amen. Psalms uh, 91, right? So it's, it's the word of God that reveals or discerns his thoughts and intents for our life. Amen. Amen. So the third one is the strategic prayers. Uh, that's including uh, praying in spirit. So quickly, uh, just to save time. So prayer provides us a platform to hear God. Um, I used to hear this, that, you know, you hear stories of the powerful men and women of God that while they were in prayers, there's this vision they saw. I don't know, they get up and they're like, oh, there's these writings that they saw and whatnot. While it might not be the same for everyone, because God reveals himself differently for everyone, but it's when you come to the chambers, when you come to, to prayers, that God speaks. And God can speak in many languages. It's, it's, again, it's the people that know their God that it is you and God to fine-tune what language that he speaks. For some, it can be peace that you get up and you just feel like that thing that you're praying about, it just doesn't feel right anymore. Amen. And you know that is God speaking because you didn't just decide based on influence. That was the spirit of God speaking through you. Amen. So prayer, actually strategic prayers, again, based with the word of God. You go in prayers with your few scriptures. What does God say about exams? You know? What does God speak about education? You know? What does the Bible say about marriage? What does the Bible say about children or raising children? You have these scripture-based prayers. So you are praying with revelation. You are praying with understanding. And in that moment, because again, your heart is in a state of surrender, God is able to speak to us. And we are able to hear his voice so clearly. So I wrote here for the scripture. It's a bit of a long reading. So you can just take note. First Corinthians 2, 6 to 16. It speaks of even the hidden wisdom is engaged or accessed uh, through prayer. If we judge destiny by what's happening, we'll miss our divine path. Amen. So it is through prayer that we tap into the wisdom of God. We tap into the understanding of God. Amen. It is prayers that reveals the underneath truth. So if... We, we, we understand that Jesus' ministry started uh, in the 30s, right? So if, it, if Jesus was already powerful, all-knowing God, amen, he had influence because people were constantly following him. Uh, signs and wonders were performed 
uh, with him and by him. Amen. So you can wonder, what was he praying? Because we, we want to go in prayers just for our needs and wants. But we are learning today, prayers reveal the will of God for our lives. Amen. The hidden wisdom, it's accessed through prayer. So if Jesus prayed with all that power, authority, supply, relevance, influence, we can understand that he was aligning with the will of God daily, daily. I once came across this and it reminds me each time I start my day randomly that it is actually pride. It says it's actually pride to start your day without talking to the maker who designed your day. Amen. It's actually pride. It's like, how do you know what God has laid out for you if you haven't even asked him? The one who made the day, you haven't spoken to him. So what are you commanding? What are you saying? What are you chasing? Is it that relevant? What if God that day just tells you, stay to your room? Because he knows there is... There is an angel that is supposed to visit you at the place that you are who will, who will bring the breakthrough of what you have been praying for five years. But you catch up, get to your car, get to your bus, get to your bajaji, and start off your day. How prideful is that? How prideful. So once I heard that, it, it's always a reminder that I could be halfway through something and I'm like, hold on a minute. So the one who designed this day hasn't we haven't even discussed anything with what authority am i going about my day and let it be a revelation for every one of us amen amen so it's job uh, 3812 i think that says has thou commanded the morning amen that the will of god can look so broad but it's in our everyday doing dealings. Amen. So it could be just that day. There is a particular road that you're supposed to go. And it doesn't have to come to the voice. I understand the scripture says we'll hear the voice uh, coming from behind tell, telling us which direction to go. And that voice can be such a quick revelation. You know, just telling you which path and which way that you should go. Amen. So strategic prayers strategic prayers strategic prayers you know if god you said you have created this day so that means you have factored me in this day amen there's something for me on this day amen 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 amen, amen. amen. yes so we should go to him in prayers constantly strategic prayers we ask him you know this is the day that you have made will rejoice and be glad in it. Heavenly Father, I come to you aligning this day according to what is written. Your word on, for me on this day. Amen. You are commanding your morning, you are commanding your afternoon, you are commanding the entire day based on what he has aligned for your will. Because it could be that, that day, the decisions that you are going to make that day is to live to the purpose of, of God for your life, for the rest of your life or maybe even for your family, you know? There is a plan of God in, in, our, everyday in our everyday lives, amen? So the last one uh, is the patience of faith. Patience of faith. It's actually the hardest one. 
had kept it on the last. Amen. So the scripture for this, uh, I'm going to ask us to read quickly, is Hebrews 10, 36. Hebrews 10, 36. Let's read. Hold on, hold on. Let's start again. Amen. There's patience, there's a will of God, there's a promise. Amen. Amen. Let's read again Hebrews 6.15. Let's read. Amen. That's Abram, right? This is, and I don't know about you, but for me, it's the toughest. It's the toughest. And for believers, it's even worse. Because how then do you explain to someone that you're attending fellowship every weekday, that you're coming to church every Sunday, but God is silent in your life concerning finance, maybe concerning the issue of marriage, maybe concerning the issue of career, children, academics, you know, because somehow the perception that is out there is that when you are a believer, things need to come quickly. Yeah. Amen? Like, if God has not revealed himself within that short span of time from the time you have started praying, the pressure comes from outside. Then it even builds up within ourselves. Because it's, it's, again, in our pride, we feel like, why is God not talking? Why is God not doing this? Because you know he's able. You are a Bible student. You hear these things. You, you know his goodness. You know all the powerful stories in the Bible. So then you're like, why is God not doing for me? You know? And people outside are looking, again, that pressure is building up because according to their timeline is that since you're praying, why are you looking for that employment for the next five years, ten years? It doesn't make sense. Amen. So again, there's a pressure building up and then we build up in our own pressure. So this becomes the toughest because holding on to the last instruction or the last breakthrough it's the hardest. It's indeed the hardest. Amen. But it's again, it's in patience that it reveals such a maturity of our faith in Christ. That's why I wrote patience of faith. Because you're not just waiting. You're a place of waiting with the revelation. Amen. There's so much pressure that we may feel. And sometimes this pressure comes from well-meaning people. You know? It can be parents. It can be good friends and not necessarily bad friends it can be good friends you know people are leading you based on their experience that you know uh with this you know you you have to give something small to so and so for you to get this job you know or there's a way that 
you know, they go engineering, connecting you to somebody, somebody for you to get married. Amen. You know, there's a way that, you know, people are like, this exam is so hard, you know, for us, you know, how we pass this test. And this is somebody who, who has been there before. So they are not just saying things from a thin air. They're talking from experience that, you know, for this subject, for you to pass, uh, we used to go with a small pamphlet, you know. The minute you do it, you get caught. The minute you try that relationship, you get pregnant. The minute you try that workplace, you are literally walking through in a prison. Because how many knows that prison also have doors? Yeah. Amen? So you're walking in, you think it's just an open door. You're walking in into a place that is just going to wreak havoc for so many stuffs in your life, you know? So there's the patience of faith, which is such a proof of our, of our faith. It is in staying still with the revelation of what God is going to do for our lives that we get to hear and God is, is revealing uh, his will. Amen. Amen. Pressure to fit in a society, timeline and frame of events, that's, that's not a will of God. Yeah? yeah. Um, somebody else could be married by 20. Right. Right. Yes. You could, they could be married by 20. Only forget to get divorced by 25. And you can come in at, I don't know, 40. But you've got a lifetime of amazing family experience that is going to give birth to this powerful generation of God-fearing people. Amen. 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 It's not worth it. It's not worth it to fall into the pressure. If it's a will of God, which again, you've aligned by your state of surrender. There's a word of God that leads you. You know, there's a revelation to it that you understand what God is saying around that subject, you know. There's a strategic prayer that you have yielded your heart through prayers. There's patience. And you, you can pray for it. The grace for patience, like to remain still to the last place of instruction, it can be a prayer. It's because it's not, it's not natural. It's not natural for us to want to remain still to the, to the silence of God. It is painful. And again, God can be, we've learned in this house that not all the time that God is silent is a punishment. Amen. You know, you can't look at people and feel like, oh, they, 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 are wait, they are waiting season or they don't have one, two, is a sign that God is punishing them. Amen? It's not necessarily a punishment. God can be working on a vessel, i.e. you or me, you know, to equip us to that new season or to the new level uh, that he has called us to be. Because if you walk into the season prematurely, there is death. You know, and we speak to death not physical, like you're going to lay flat on a coffin. No, you know, there's death because you can walk in into a season that you don't have the the right knowledge. So every decision that you are going to make is literally a distraction. Amen. So for somebody that perceived as a breakthrough, it's actually not because you you have ushered yourself in or you and your people maybe you know few friends or these uh, peer pressure or family that are uh, you know clapping at your back but you are very far from the will of god amen so we speak of patience so let us not be rushed to the season that we have not been ushered in you know be careful to the voices we hear you know the enemy the enemy i wrote here can literally cash out on our desperation because it's in a, in a desperate state that we tend to not want to hear the will of God 
because you feel like the will of God is literally delaying you or it's distracting you or disrupting whatever line of activities that you think they are right for you. So I wrote sometimes we can be rushed by people. It is spiritual maturity to live in God's silence. Amen. Amen. While he's creating the vision of us and preparing us for a season. So in this time, when we come to his gates with thanksgiving and courts with praises, we bless him in advance. Amen? Amen. One, because we understand his nature, that he's a good God, he's a merciful God, you know, he's a faithful God, he's a God of integrity, he doesn't change. His messes are new every morning, but his personality never changes. So there's such a revelation that I'm praising the maker that is all these amazing things that I get to know. Amen? And again, you have an understanding of his will that as you're praising God, you understand his intention. We saw here that you, it's through the word of God, it's through the strategic prayer that you get to know the intent uh, of God. Amen. So you know that the will of God, the desires for God, the plans that God has for you is to give you life and indeed life in abundance. So if we have all that revelation, when we raise our praise, it's not just words, you know? These are words that are backed up with scripture. These, these are, it's like the powerful proof, you know? If you can, look, you can look and just digest your life, you'll notice all these things, God has done it before, amen? So as he's taking you to the next level or to the next season or to the next realm, as he's revealing his will in your life, Let's continue to give him a powerful praise as we come to his gates and courts of heaven. Amen. Hallelujah.